I'm going to be talking to you about this morning is a peculiar people, a peculiar people. Now, the the the, ver the very first sermon that I preached from this pulpit was actually from First Peter chapter two and verse nine, talking about us being a royal generation. Let me see where it is right here. Let's see. I think I got it down here. Here it is. Yeah, about us being a chosen generation a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, then he ends up by saying a peculiar people. A peculiar people. How many of you like to read in here? Y'all like to read? Sometimes. You know, there's a, when I was in, when I was in school, which was a long time ago, there was a, there was a method method of reading. They used to have, the, they, I know they don't have it nowadays, but uh, there was something they called a, uh, a SRA kit. Y'all remember the SRA kits? I used to love the SRA kits. Some people couldn't stand them. I loved them. It was a, it was a kit that they had. It was a reading kit that they had. Hey man, you had certain carts and everything, and it was about, it was short stories. Well, those short stories were designed for you for, to, to help you with comprehension, all right? And I'm going to be honest with you. I comprehend very well. When I had to take the, uh, the test for graphic packaging, when I had the comprehension part, I was a whiz to do it. I comprehend very I can read, and what I read, I retain. And not only do I retain it as I go, I understand it as I go. I'm analyzing it as I go. And that came from that kit, from being in school. I had one guy ahead of me in, in the 11th grade that was ahead of me, that was ahead of my class. And his name was Jeff Blair. Jeff Blair was the, what you call the vice president of the bank down there. Jeff was extremely smart. And I was right behind him. I was number two in the class. Well, I said all of that to say, amen, when I was in high school, there were different types of clubs that you could join. Y'all remember those clubs you had in school? Huh? Well, say, 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 what, say what now? All right. Y'all heard all those different clubs that, that you had, right? There you go. 4-H club, all those clubs. I got down here, uh, uh, you got the science club, the glee club, Spanish club, debate club. There were different types of clubs that were in school. Now remember, what we're talking about this morning is peculiar people. Well, some of those clubs you could join, Marlena, 
and some of those clubs you had to be invited into. It was by invitation only. Invitation only. The ones that were by invitation only were only allowing those that were like them. Did you hear what I said? They were only allowing those that were like them. A peculiar people. We're just talking. You know, if, if you're a geek, you're in the geek club. Because all they want in there is what? Geeks. If you're in the glee club, all they want is those that can sing. Well, I was sitting in the classroom one day and my teacher called me up to tell me that I had been selected to be part of the key club. And it was by her recommendation. Lady named Miss Young. The key club's requirements were you had to have at least an 85 average or above. You had to be well disciplined, and you must be a male. No girls could get in the club. You had to be well disciplined. You ain't in and out of the principal's office. You had to have an 85 average or above. And it had to come from a recommendation. You could have 85, you could be a male, and you could be well disciplined, but without the recommendation, you can't get in. You can't get in. I was looking through Marion Webster, and I, I, I wanted to see what Webster said about being peculiar, Brother Blue. Webster said you're strange. You're strange. You know, sometimes it's it's strange that you're you're a very good athlete and you're well disciplined. Isn't that strange? But he said that you're strange. Not only are you strange, you are. God, God is saying that I've called you to be a peculiar people. I called you, Sister Val, to be odd. I called you to be different. I called you to be unusual. And upon all of that, I called you to be distinctive. He says, I called you to be special. I 
I was looking at Sister Lucas and I began to study. I said, now, what examples? And Murky's asked me, he asked me, he said, Daddy, he said, uh, what example are you going to use now? Something I don't normally do. I don't normally tell what my subjects are going to be that I'm going to preach on Sunday. Well, we was in Home Depot, Sister Johnson, and I hit Murky's with something. The word of God tells us that the Lord has called us to be peculiar. But there's a problem. The problem is this, is that can the church, can the church identify today what is peculiar? See, we're so busy trying to fit in. So we don't know what peculiar is anymore. Can we identify what peculiar is? Now, the first thing that we want to do is we want to identify peculiar with his clothing. Remember a long time ago? That was our that was our chief uh, test of peculiarness. The holiness folk walked around with what white clothes and long dresses and a little cap on the head and no jewelry, and that was our peculiarness. But how many of you know that God is bigger than that? God, God is far. He's far, far bigger than that. Far bigger, far bigger. I heard T.D. Jake say one time, he says, how dare you reduce God down to Maybelline? He's too big a God to be talking about Maybelline. When I call you peculiar, When I call you to stand before kings in the midst of a thousand people and you stand out because you are the light of the world. Oh, come on here. If you would turn in your Bibles to Matthew 4 and 18. Turn to Matthew 4 and 18 with us. Now this morning we're going to be talking about a, a, a particular club. You know, I told you all that church is not a club, right? Well, we're going we're gonna, to, uh, church is not a club. What I want to do, I'm going to show you a particular club that Jesus organized. Is that all right? All right, let's see what he did. See how he did it. Chapter four, chapter, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter four and verse 18 says, and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee, am I reading right? Saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net in the sea, for they were what? Fishers. Isn't that what he said? For they were fishers. And he saith unto them, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. What you are, I can use. 
you have the patience of a fisherman. When you're dealing with people, when you're trying to get folk to come to God, sometimes you need the patience of a fisherman. And you need to have the work ethics about yourself as a fisherman where you can stay there all day long and all night long sometimes in order to get a catch. See, it's about the catch. Oh, come on, hallelujah. Paul says, I'm, I'll be all things to all men that I can do what? Win some for Christ. We see Peter and Andrew, amen, in verse 20 says, and they straightway left their nets. They stopped what they were doing. See, this is part of the peculiar people club. They were fishers, amen, and they, man, they stopped what they were doing. When God gave them the call, when Jesus gave them the call, the Bible says, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and what? Followed him. And, and now he has Peter and Andrew. And verse 21 says, and going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with uh, Zebedee, their father. So the Bible lets me know that they were what? All three together, right? They set out that morning or whatever time they set out. They set out together and they set out to go a fishing. And amen, they were mending their nets at the time. And Jesus called them. He says unto them, James and John, amen. And they immediately left their ship and uh-uh and what sister johnson and their father they left their ship and they left their father they left their loved ones they dropped everything and did what and followed him they didn't think about it. See, that's the peculiar club. You understand what I'm saying? They dropped all of their business. They stopped everything. They left the job. They left everything and they what? Followed Jesus. Anytime you see something in the Bible, there's something to it. When they put in there that they had their father with him, they left the ship and they left the father. It was a reason for him putting it in there. Okay? Amen. Now Jesus has four fishermen who left what they were doing. Left their loved ones to follow him. Matthew, look at uh, Matthew 9, chapter 9. Chapter 9 and verse 9. You have it, would you say amen? Ah, oh, we're talking about the peculiar club, peculiar people club. And Jesus passed forth from thence. He saw a man named what? Matthew, sitting at the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, Follow me. 
And he arose and followed him. <laughs> now, y'all got to go back and remember, what did I say? Uh, the shepherd is talking about how you were led. How you were followed. Still going back to what chapter? Matthew chapter 25, isn't that right? We're still talking about, we're talking about that three or four weeks ago. We're still talking about it now. It says, Matthew got up from his receipt table and he followed him. And it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house. It says, behold, many publicans and sinners came and what sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, why eateth uh, your master with publicans and, and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he saith unto them, they that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that means. <laughs> Bro Solomon was the one that got it. But go ye and learn what that means. It says, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. I'd rather for you to ask me to have mercy on you than for you to walk in the house of God with your own righteousness. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus has his what? Four fishermen. Now he has another. He has Matthew, which is one that is despised of society and not happy with himself. So he's building his club, isn't that right? Now look at this club. This boy ain't got... <laughs> he got all these broke jokers around him. He got he got four broke jokers around him, and he got another one that whatever he had, he done stole it. And now he's going into a house, hanging out with the sinners and the publicans. And the next thing that's happening is the other club that's over the Pharisees' club says, "Why in the world do y'all do what y'all do?" Why is it that your leader hangs out with all the poor folk, can't do nothing for you? Why do he hang out with all the degenerates of society? Why does he do that? Don't you know that don't look good for his club? Well, we're the club of peculiar people. Turn to 1 John 1. Not first John, I'm sorry, turn to John 1 and 43. Y'all getting anything? Keep following. Keep following. John 1 and 43. Y'all got it? St. John, St. John chapter 1, verse 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip. And Philip saith unto him, I'm sorry, 
and saith unto Let me read it again. The following day Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, come, come, come and see. Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith unto him, Behold, behold, <laughs> an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? How? How do you, how do you know me? Have we met before? Did I meet you in the marketplace or something? Did I see you in town somewhere? How do you know me? Mm. The thing saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before, before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Philip, I've known you from the foundation of the earth. Nathaniel, I'm sorry, Nathaniel, I've known you from your uprising to your sitting down. I've watched you all of your life. I know your process. Y'all got to follow me right here now. I know your tribulation. I know why you are a fisherman. I know why there is no guile in you. I know your circumstances. I know what the doctor said. And I know the nights that you laid down, amen, and could not sleep. When the spirit of God was moving upon you in your mind and in your spirit, the breaking down of your spirit, I know that. I know the night when you, when the stone fell on you and broke your heart. Oh, come on here. Philip, I know you. Minister Kesey, I knew you when you were in California. You know, many times, you know what I say about Minister Kesey. And Sister Ross will tell you. You know what I tell you? You know what I say to Sister Ross? I don't know Minister Kesey. You hear me, right? I say, all I know about Minister Kesey is what he's told me. What you say? That's my answer. I said, but God knows him. But God knows him. And that's all I need to know. 
God has known him from the time he was born. From what he said, I knew you before you were born. I know the process that I set up for you in your life. I know the steps that were made to drive you out here and drop you off into my will. Y'all better come on with me now. I know what made you weak. And I know what made you strong. See, you're the peculiar people club. Now, that's the popular people. But the peculiar people. Jesus said, because I saw the, uh, 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 now listen to what he says. Uh, and this is very important. Verse 49 says, and Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, Rabbi, Master, thou art the Son of God. Y'all remember Peter said that? Peter says what? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Nathaniel said, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. And Jesus answered and said unto him, because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these if you join the club. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open <laughs> and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now y'all know the story. Every last one of them boys got killed. But Jesus said, I make you a promise. You're going to see the heavens open. See, peculiar people don't look at everything like other folk look at it. Did you hear what I said? Sister Ross said, a toe was hurting this morning. She said, if another thing starts to ache, I just tell you, I, I don't know. But I'm going to push. I'm going to keep going. Which is a peculiar folk. Job said, though, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Peculiar folk. David said that if I can't get anyone to encourage me, I will what? Encourage myself. In the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus said the cross that was sitting before him. I take joy in that cross. Y'all missed that one. The greatest one of all. There's a cross in front of me, but I take joy in that cross. Peculiar folk. He said, Amen. If you're going to follow me, you got to take up your cross and follow me daily. Paul says that I'm, I'm in a process. He says, I'm in a process of dying. I'm dying daily. He 
Turn to, uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what, let's go here. If you would, turn to uh, Exodus chapter 19. Exodus 19. Exodus 19 and 1. When you have it, say amen. Y'all get anything? Okay. Now, you all remember me asking you at the beginning of the sermon, I said, how many of you like to read? All right. I had a reason for asking that. And that was because when you, when you read, you want to get the, the point of the book, right? You want to understand what the book is about, whether or not it's a book of instructions or what. You want to understand, and I need to pick up the book, you don't understand it, right? Okay. Well, what God does is he purposely, how many of you all feel sometimes that the Bible is hard to understand? <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a lot of what most of the folk on this planet Earth say. But it's the most sold book in America, or should I say in the world. The most sold book in the world, in history. But yet still we say that it's hard to understand. All right, look in, uh, look in uh, Exodus chapter 19 and 1. It says here, in the third month, is that how it reads? When the children of Israel, brother Blue, were gone forth out of the land of what? The same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. Now, we know that uh, coming up on this story, amen, we know that Israel was in Egypt for some, how many years, y'all remember? 430 years. They were in bondage for some 430 years. Now, here it is. They've been relieved out of bondage. And three months later, amen, what God has been doing is God has been pushing the club. Y'all hear what I said, right? What is Jesus? Well, we just left Jesus off, right, with his disciples. And he has accumulated some of his disciples. Isn't that right? Okay, so now what we're doing is we're going from his disciples. We're going back to Israel. Well, Israel is being led by God, a group of people led out of, uh, led, out of, led out of slavery by God. Isn't that right? His chosen people. What he's done is he's taken them in haste, and he's moved them away from slavery. Now they are at Mount Sinai. Now, when you're trying to move for people in haste, Hey Amen. What did Jesus do? Jesus said, follow me. What Moses wanted the people, children of Israel to do was what? Follow him. He didn't have time to talk. All they had to do was what? Follow him. So now, Brother Blue, this is what they're going to do. God says, okay, now, I've got all these folk out here. Now I'm going to tell them what I want them to do. I'm going to tell them what my purpose is. Don't y'all don't want to know what the purpose is? We want to know what the purpose is. Why, why do you have me out here running across this desert? All right. I know you you told me about the land that flows with milk and honey and all this good stuff. Amen. But uh, why are we out here? What is your purpose, God? It says here in uh, verse, let's see, look at verse 2. It says, for they were departed from Rephidim and were come into the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness and their Israel camped before the mount. So now they were sitting down. And God has their attention. And this is what he says. He says, clarion call. I have your attention now. All right. It says, and Moses went up unto God. 
And the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Thus shalt thou say to Clarion call, Tell Clarion call this, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians for you, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you what? Unto myself. I wanted you what? For myself. Y'all missed it. I want you for myself. I want you to be part of the Peculiar People Club. I brought you out for myself. I didn't bring you out to share you with other gods. You understand what he's saying? I didn't bring you out to share you with other gods. He says, I brought you out for myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. Out of all of the other clubs, you will be my treasure. For all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. Turn to First Peter. Turn to First Peter two and eight. Y'all got it? First Peter 2 and 8. We're getting ready to close. Time has run by. First Peter 2 and 8. Y'all still following me? All right. I'm see how good you are. This verse, verse 8, I'm just going to throw that one in. But we're looking at verse 9, but look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, a stone of stumbling. Isn't that what it says? A stone of stumbling. What, what, does, what does that say to you? If it's a stone of stumbling, it means that it's, it's, it's been put there. So you can trip over it. Now, did you hear what I said? A stone of stumbling has been intentionally put there so you can trip over it. It says a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. It says the, the standards, the standards of the peculiar people club will offend some folk. Y'all got to follow me now. The standards of the peculiar people will offend some folk. And 
they're going to say, I don't want to get in there. <laughs> I don't want no part of that. Y'all got to you gotta follow me now. I'm just, I, I told my wife, I said, I didn't write one word in this Bible. All I do is read it and teach. He says, even to them which stumble at the word. He says, Brother Blue, he says, there's going to be some folk that when they read this word, they're going to stumble at it. Boom. And it's going to trip them up. They're going to say, I can't follow that. I can't do that. God asking too much. The peculiar people club. It ain't for you. Look, look. God make he he lets you know from the start. This ain't for everybody. Everybody don't want to get in this car and ride. You, you, you ever seen a car? Where you have a, a bunch of buddies and everything in the car. Everybody everybody that's riding that car. When you look in that car, it might be folk that ain't like you. Am I right? It may be folk in that club that's not like. Well, God is saying, okay, this is the peculiar people club. I understand that. That it's not for everybody. And he says, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient. He says, whereunto also, I didn't read it. Who said that? Blue said that. What you say? Who appointed him? What you say? They were appointed by who, Sister Connie? By God. To stumble on that stone. Let's read on. He says, but you which are of the peculiar people club are different. He says, but you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood and a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is now, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which hath not, I'm sorry, which had not attained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Now, I'm going to stop right there, but I got some more. Read uh, the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews will give you one of the biggest peculiar people clubs you will ever read about. Okay? And it is them of the hall of faith. It is them of the hall of faith. Would you stand? The Bible says, now faith is the substance of 
things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Isn't that right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. The Bible says that we are in, in, in Hebrews chapter 12 that we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses. The ones that are what? A part of the club. Turn around, look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad to be in the club. Mommy, Daddy, uh, I volunteered you all to go on a field trip <laughs> with your grandson to Jekyll Island. See, sometimes clubs have to go on field trips. See, one of these days we're going on a field trip, y'all. And everybody can't go. You hear me, don't you? Everybody can't go. The Bible tells me one of these days, what? We're going to look up, and there he is. And it says that the ones that are part of the club that's died, they hadn't missed. They hadn't missed the trip. Ah, y'all missed that one. The ones that have died and gone on, they hadn't missed the trip. Oh. You're absolutely right. A lot of folk don't even a lot of folk don't believe that. A lot of folk don't know that that they are already there. But they're not gonna miss the trip, y'all. They're going to. So don't worry about it. If you if you die before your ticket gets cast in, the ticket's still good. Sister Sister Lucas told me said said uh. You can take your coupons over to what was it, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, even if they are expired. <laughs> and what you say? They still good. They still good. I don't care what the date is on them, what? They still good. Don't what? Don't throw it away. It's still good. Excuse me, but I told Mighty no. It's still good. One of these days, y'all, the earth is going to have to give up the dead. It's going to have to give up the dead. For the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall rise first. It ain't going to be right until the dead in Christ rise. Why? Sister Connie said uh, the ones that are dead got to come back and be re reunited with that body. So they got a body that's waiting on them. They're they up there, but there's a body down here, so they got to be what? Reunited with the body. then a transformation is going to take place. 
He says that uh, this mortality is going to have to take on immortality. He's going to be doing a lot of stuff quick. He said, what, in a moment? In the twinkling of an eye. Mortality is going to be swallowed up of immortality. Ah. And we're going to take off. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to wait until we get there. The Bible says the Lord is going to what? Meet us in the air. Not one, not one, not one that's a part of the club is going to be left. The sea is going to have to give up its dead. The earth is going to have to give up its dead. And then we're going to all meet the Lord in the air. And then we're going to go away. And do what? Forever be with the Lord.